welcome to another episode of Sexy Real Estate Recruiting Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Matt By How are you doing? Doing fantastic. How are you doing, Dr. Ben Spears? You doing good today? Oh my gosh, dude. I'm doing so well. I'm excited about the topic that we have. You know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I don't, I don't want to be spoiler alert, of course, but, you know, guys, if, if you listen all the way to the end, you know, we, we, we got something very special yeah. that, that we want to do You'll for you. And uh, I hope everyone takes advantage of it. It is, is just a value add. Um, so, so be smart, take advantage of it. And don't uh, skip to the, don't skip to the end. Listen yeah, to the end. Because this, the end, right? this is, this is a great topic. This is a, this is a fantastic topic. It's and you know, we, uh, so when we started talking about this, we said, you know, what do we need to put on the docket, you know, to, uh, to talk about next? And we were like, you know, people want to know that, you know, we're talking about all the time about being a good recruiter, right? So people want to know how to stack themselves, right? How do you, how do you stack up, right? What makes you a good recruiter? And not necessarily in our eyes, what makes you a good recruiter, but what in your own eyes as the manager that's doing the recruiting, what makes you a good recruiter, right? So that's what we wanted to, that's what we wanted to talk about today. We wanted to find a way that you could kind of assess your success, right? Is the, is the best way of putting it. Yeah. It's like a report card. Right. That's exactly right. It's a bill of health. Yeah. It's like, I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting at a first grade level. (laughs) <laughs> well, I just graduated from Kickass University with a full degree on hiring agents, man. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, we talk all the time. You know, every every episode. You know, the last one we talked a little bit about five ways to fail, and I got little, I got a little bit into that one. I'm not gonna you lie. Did to you get a little bit. Of, you got a little um, off the tracks. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I got a little. I got a little Grinch, and that's okay. That's right. But um, yeah, we talk all the time about being a, a, you know different things that you can do to become a great recruiter but it's right. like okay when you put when you put all these things together right and it's and it's you know a plus b plus c plus d um what does it look like at the end of the day to be a good recruiter right. that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today you know you may think you're good but are you as good as you think you are you may think you suck but are you as bad as you think you are um <clears throat> so so you know let's just dive right into it man i love it so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to hit on five different five different uh things that you can measure with Okay. Yep. And so, and we're going to talk a little bit about a, a little bit about each one of those. Right. So, uh, so you diving right into it. The, the first one is, uh, you know, what metrics are you actually going to use in order to determine whether you think you're succeeding or not? Okay? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, you, you, I said report card a second ago, you know, you, you say, you know, I got, there, there's, there's history, there's math, there's science, yep. right. I got an A, I got a B, I got a D, I got an F plus. You did know, you what, ever get, what, did you ever get a B? <laughs> Tell me the truth. Did you ever get a B? Um, I, I did. I, I did. I got a, I got a couple B's um, in, in my life. My aunt, oddly enough, in fifth grade um, was my fifth grade teacher. She gave me my very first B ever. <laughs> leave it to your aunt, baby. Keeping shit real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, she jokes all the time. She's like, you know, man, you're my favorite aunt. Uh, you, uh-huh. my you know, my other aunt, she says, I, I would have never given you a B. hey that makes thanksgiving rough man you know you roll up and you're like hey i was in fifth grade before you dropped that on me let's just everybody out there in podcast land i wasn't in fifth grade before i got my first b (laughs) let me just tell you that right now (laughs) because there is grammar in the first three grades and we know my grammar ain't so great nor is my punctuation (laughs) yeah yeah we all know matt can spell b though (laughs) (laughs) you mean the flying kind or the other kind uh, just the letter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I was already misspelling it. <laughs> I was going to put some E's on it. So, so, so what, me- you know, and, it may, and obviously it can be different for, for everyone, but, you know, what metrics would you say, um, you know, are, are most important? What metrics need to be on that report card? 
Um, you know, what would an overachiever maybe add on top of that? Yep. But if you're an underachiever, you know, what are the critical things that like you, you at least need to know this? Yeah. What are the, what are the basics of it? And so yep. you, you actually said something really important. So let's, uh, let's, let's take a second on that. So there are going to be some fundamentals, right? And that's what we're kind of talking about. These five are kind of like the, uh, kind of like the fundamentals. Okay. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't dig into other ones. It doesn't mean that you can't expound on these, but the truth is they are going to be relatively personal or, or very specific to your business. Okay. How, so, so right. You, you, and we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, who you work with and everything and, and one of the other ones here in a minute, but, okay. but who, but how you stack up with yourself is complete is completely unique compared to how you stack up with other people compared to how you stack up within your company. Right. Okay. So you need to figure out to start with what metrics everyone is looking at. What are the, what are the things that everybody's going to pay attention to? That could mean, uh, that can mean how many calls, if you're, if you know, smile and dial is part of what you do, right? Yep. How many calls does it take to get an appointment, right? Are you getting better at that? Are you the exact same every year? It takes you 42 calls to get one appointment, right? Is that, is that the case? Yep. So, so the key is as having some metrics and making sure you're paying attention to those metrics, right? How many, uh, you know, how many, uh, as an example, right? How many co-op transactions do you have to do if you've got a co-op transaction policy? How many co-op transactions do you have to do with your procedure, your policy, or your protocol in order to get, in order to get a, uh, in order to get an agent, right? You want to, you want to pay attention to, you want to pay attention to those things because all of those metrics are going to make a, a difference. You know, appointment to hire is, a, is also a, is, is a big one, right? Yep. So we all know that there's a difference between appointments and interviews, right? How many of those do you have to have in order to, in order to actually get somebody in the, in the front door? Right. And then there's also, you know, net hires. We've talked about net hires. Okay. Yep. And that's yep. another metric that absolutely should be kept, uh, should be kept up with the, uh, the other one. And Chris Stewart mentioned this in his podcast. This is a, this is actually a, a really good one. So when you're looking at your, when you're looking at your numbers and we'll talk a little bit more about this specifically in another, in another one, but you know, what is it, how much money have you brought in the front door from recruits? compared to how much has walked out the door during a certain period of time. Yep, exactly. Usually it's, usually it's a year, right? Yeah. So, and I'm going to specify for everyone because I don't want them to go searching out there. Um, you know, when, when Matt said, um, you know, Chris Stewart mentioned this in his podcast, Chris Stewart doesn't have a podcast. So we interviewed oh, him yeah, a couple, sorry. we interviewed him, you know, three or four days ago. So that, that's, that's what he's talking about. I don't want you yeah, to yeah. searching for something that doesn't exist. It's on this channel. <laughs> Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It's in there and it's labeled with his name. So just, so just go yep. in there and grab onto it. And he, and he talked about it. He, he hit on a whole bunch of stuff. It was a great podcast. Yeah. But one of the things he talked about was, you know, measuring year over year, how many agents left and what kind of company dollar and GCI left with them and what kind of uh, company dollar and GCI that, you know, that you hired and brought in the front door. That's, that's certainly some important metrics. And we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll touch more on that in just a second, but before we do, you know, speaking of the, speaking of the market, you know, we need to, the second one is you need to know your market. Okay. And yep. what I mean by know your market is you need to know how many agents are in the market, right? So we were on a, a coaching call this morning and, uh, and one of the managers, uh, was relatively new to the, new to the group. And, uh, but he knew exactly how many agents were in what was considered his marketplace. You need to know what right. zip codes, right? You need to know what zip codes you're actually pulling from because proximity to a home makes a difference to, to some agents, depending on what your, what your model is, all that's going to, all that's going to make a difference. So you have to know, you know, how many people are available inside that market. You have to know how many people are, uh, 
how many people just moved, right? So there's some tools that you can use to see how many agents just moved uh, in the past six months from one brokerage to another one, right? All of those things are stuff that if you want to be, uh, you know, a boss at recruiting, you've got to have some kind of idea about those things just so that you don't get blindsided by it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if, if, you're, if you're a broker owner and you have multiple offices or multiple brokers or, or, or whatever working for you, 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 you truly need to know your market um, in each, in, in each of those offices, right? Right. Cause, right. cause then, you know, then you'll have brokers recruiting all over the place and, and stepping on each other's toes and, and what have you. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just dealt with that again with a, with another brokerage. Right. Yep. So, so all that makes it, so all that makes a difference. And, I, and, and so you need to know, you know, you need to know your markets, how many, you know, how many people are available, how many brokerages there are, are the new brokerages opening up? Who is it that closes? When I talk about knowing your market, if a new, if a new player comes in, you don't want to be in a sales meeting and all of your agents say, <clears throat> Oh yeah. Did you hear so-and-so just opened up in the market? And you're like, who just, what, what just happened? Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So, so you gotta, so you have to know your market. It's your job as the, as the, the broker, as the recruiting manager, as that person that's in charge of, uh, in charge of heading up the growth at, at, at your office uh, and, and making it part of your culture. You gotta, you gotta know what's yeah, going so, on in the market. So, Yep. So, 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 so we know our metrics, right? We know how to grade ourselves, calls, appointments, um, you know, co-op transactions, net hires, that kind of thing. Um, you know, now, now we, now we know our market, you know, I, I have to imagine that the next thing would be, you know, we, we already touched a little bit on company dollar and I know you said, well, that's coming. That's where I'm guessing the next thing probably has to be something with your financials. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, you got to know your financials, you got to know your money. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, don't spend a, you know, uh, don't spend a ton of time trying to hire the wrong people for your, uh, for your company. Okay, so, so let me give you, a, let me give you a great example of this. If, if there's an agent that is going to take you basically having zero company dollar by hiring them just a complete loss leader. Yeah, and they're going to be the top agent in your office. And they're going to be the one that, that is that you're spending the most time with. And your office is not profitable. It is a bad idea to hire that person. I right. know that seems silly, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Because people are going to say, Oh no, you know, we just need the listings. We just need the market. We just need the whatever. No, you don't. Don't take on the headache and the hassle. Know your financials, know what's going on with your money, know what's going on with your time. Those things are not unrelated. Your money and your time are directly related to each other. And so if you take on something that's just going to be more of a hassle and more of a headache, and it's not going to fit the financial profile of your office, it's just going to, it's going to end up in a mess. It's going to end up in a disaster and you're going to end up wishing you would not have done it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And we touched a little bit on that. Um, uh, not exactly on that, but we touched on that the last podcast when we were talking about the five ways to fail um, at recruiting. And, 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 and one of the ways that we said, you know, you'll definitely fail at recruiting if you only hire the people that you like. Yeah. Right. Yep. And this, and, and this, I, this, this kind of fits into that, fits into that boat. It's not necessarily, um, you know, hiring somebody who's exactly like you, but there, there are people out there that, you know, everyone say like, you had the opportunity to hire that person and you didn't like, what, what are you thinking? Are you crazy? And, and, and that, and, that, and that's a great point. There's different seasons. There's different seasons in every brokerage yep. and there's, there's a, there's a right time to bring on that person and, and there's a wrong time. And so yep. that's where it's, that's where it's so important. If you had that opportunity to, you know, maybe pick up that, 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 that high volume agent who would be a loss leader, um, but you passed on it, it keep that relationship strong. 
because it's going to come back there's around. Be a ton. That, you know, you missed them this time. You're, you know, they're gone forever, right? You can always, you can always keep that relationship strong and, and say, you know, almost be honest, like it just wasn't the right time, but you know, now right. I can really support you. Yep. Completely agree. That's a, that's going to make all the difference in the world. And, and in order to do that, you have to have a really good idea of where you are financially and what you're able to do and capable of doing from a resource standpoint, uh, you know, whenever it comes to hiring people, right? Yeah. Dive in, you know, dive in that a little bit deeper, um, you know, because, you know, I, 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 I don't necessarily even, you know, understand this from a brokerage stand, standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what specific financials, you know, I know obviously co- company dollar, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. what specific, you know, financial things without saying, you know, your accountant or, you know, bringing right. in some stuff that would, you know, right. get you in trouble, of course. Um, what would you say you, you need to, to really keep track of? Well, let me give you, let me give you a perfect example. Let's say that you've got a, uh, let's say that there's a, uh, a high volume agent, uh, and they and and they like the flexibility of adjusting the commission to whatever they want it to be, right? Okay, and so uh, and that's just not how things go in your office, right? Let's say that you stick to a pretty close line of this is you know here's your value, this is how much we're going to charge, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Well, if you're going out and recruiting, and you bring in that person, and and you didn't really pay attention to your financials, you didn't really pay attention to your numbers, and you didn't look at what their average retained. Uh, commission percentage was right all of yep. a sudden you get ready to hire them you're down to the wire and you see that you know that it's it's you know two percent lower than what you normally charge on the on the listing side right yeah so a couple of things is going to a couple of things are going to happen there uh, one you can lose credibility with your peeps right because now they're competing with somebody the people that you have had are now competing on a financial level with this new person that's coming in and that's all centered around not having understood your financials when you were going out and hiring someone yeah yeah, and and that's a and that's a great point of you know bringing bringing someone in to, um, and and how everyone else will will respond to to the things that they do oh, or, or just the 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 way they do business. But that actually brings us brings us to our next point also. Um, you know, if we talk about knowing your market, we talk about you know knowing financials. You know, we're 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 going to do a podcast on actually knowing your competition. So that one's not coming, but you do need to know your peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so knowing your peers means the people that you work side by side with, right? And and knowing the people in your in your office in your organization. Okay, so if you want to be a winner, if you want to be an ace at recruiting, you yep. got to know your team. You got to know their strengths. You got to know their weaknesses. You have to know what they're good at. You have to know where their best way of contributing is, and you have to know what your best way of contributing is. That means you got to you know you got to do a personality test on on everybody, right? And, yep. and you got to, you got to roll your sleeves up and make sure you know who everybody is and that they're all sitting in the right seat on the bus. Yep. And they have to know who you are. That's correct. They have to know who you are, right? That's not mm. a secret. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, so, so uh, know thyself and then know thy peers, right? That's yeah, a, that would be a, yeah, that would be the, the, the next <clears> one. Gotcha. So, um, so everybody knows it, you know, no, everybody knows everybody, you know, we're all kumbaya. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, effect, effectively, effectively, this is a business. That's right. And, 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 and it's, it, you, you, you got to know what it costs to get somebody. Yep. You know, there's some, there's some brokers out there who are the, I would never pay an agent to come work for me. There's right. other brokers out there. They're like, you know, I'll give you whatever you want. Right. Right. That's and right. then there's every, there's everything in, in between. So, you know, we're talking about cost per hire here. So, so, so yeah. di- tell us, talk to us a little bit about cost per hire and, uh, and why that's so important. 
Yeah. So, so probably the, uh, the, the easiest way to come up with that, come up with that number, right. Is take all of your uh, 100% of your recruiting cost and then take however many people you hired the prior year and just divide that number into it. That's, that's the easiest way to come up with cost for hire. Now let's talk about why that, that number is, is really important. And, and so let me, let me say this, I'm sorry, before we go any farther, absolutely it could and should be broken down more than that because you should not just have one bucket when it comes to, to recruiting. Yes. Yeah, what's your ROI on each bucket, correct. Right, right. Now I'm going to give us a little plug on this, right? Okay, so here's something that that we're really good at, right? You pay pay for what we do one time, and you actually get all of your buckets set up. We help you establish all of those buckets, right? So so your cost per hire, you know, we we do a good job of helping, helping people leverage that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, and there's multiple buckets. And so it's not like um, every bucket is thrown at a person. Yeah. Right. right. It's, it's what bucket is perfect for that off. What buckets yeah. are perfect for that office? Yep. Exactly. Completely, completely agree. But, mm. but whenever it comes down to the cost, you're also going to look at your cost per hour. Okay. Cause this is the one where a lot of people, this is one where a lot of people get lost and there's a really easy equation on this too. Right. Look at how many hours you, a week you work, right? Do I work 40, 45, 50, however many hours and then multiply that times 48 because you should be taking four weeks off a year, right? Let's maybe, okay, let's say that it's only, you know, two weeks off a year and that's 50. You're going to multiply your, your time uh, per hour or, or your hours per week, right? Excuse me, your hours per week, multiply that times however many weeks you worked during the year. Yep. And then you're going to take that number and you're going to divide it by your salary right? Or you, how much, yep. however much your compensation package is or whatever the deal is. This is going to break some people's heart. Okay. <laughs> Don't because go break him out. <laughs> I couldn't if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I could. Yeah. I think I broke somebody's heart today. It was <laughs> A lot of, a lot of fragility is how I look at it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, but it's going to, it's going to upset some people. And, and the reason why is because, you know, they, they look at, you know, how much they're actually working during the week. And some people are, are not making much per hour, right? When, yeah. it, when it boils oh, yeah. right down to it. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. So, uh, so you need to know how much it is per hire and you need to know how much it is per hour. Right. And so then you take a look at does, does your personal profitability, does that number go up? if not as many hours have to be spent per hire. Right. Gotcha. So, yep. Okay. So, so let me give you uh, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to run through some really quick math here just to put it, just to kind of put it in, in perspective. Yeah, right? So let's say that you, that you had, uh, let's say that you had 10, uh, 10 hires during the previous year, right? Oh, look out, but let's just say it was 10. Uh, so you had 10 hires during the, during the previous year and you worked, 40 hours a week, right? I'd love to be a broker that works 40 hours a week. Yeah, does that exist? And, uh, some, there's, a, there's a myth about, out there about it. And then there's 50 hours a, or 50 weeks a year, right? So you got 50 weeks a year. Uh, that's 2,000 hours, right? And let's say that you made uh, $200,000, right? So you're, you're basically making, uh, what's that, $100 an hour? Yeah, yeah, it's $100 <laughs> an hour. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. And, and let's say that every week, you know, you're making a couple of hours worth of phone calls, right? And you've got some appointments every other week and whatever. You only hire 10 people. So, you know, whatever the, whatever the deal is. But now you've got, uh, let's say that you've got 80 hours, yeah. right? And over the course of, uh, over the course of, uh, over the course of 12 months, right? And that's, 
like I said, a couple of hours a week, right? A couple of hours yep. a week times that's, that's, that would easily add up. Let's yes, just say, sure. okay. All right. So you've got 10, you've got 10 agents and you're spending 80 hours on, to get those 10 agents. Yep. Okay. So, and you're, and you make a hundred dollars an hour, 80, 80 hours times a hundred dollars an hour is what? Eight grand, eight grand, mm -hmm. eight grand divided by 10. So it's 800 bucks. Yep. And that's really conservative per, per hire. It seems like it's a lot of money whenever it breaks down to how much time you actually spend on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to devote that much time, then it shouldn't be that expensive. Yeah. You know, spend you're, time you're, or money, but don't spend both. Right. You're spending eight hours to get, to get a person to come on board. That sounds relatively inefficient, right? Yeah. How many interviews did you have with them? Right. How much, how much time did you spend on each individual appointment? All of those things are going to add up really, really quickly. Now, now the numbers that I just used was on, was on 10 people. If you use those same exact numbers and you want to hire a hundred people in a year or 50 people in a year, five times that, that all of a sudden adds up to four grand per hire, but the hours are going to kill you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, eight hours turn into the, uh, that's weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, that, that, that sprinter. That's right. That's exactly yeah, right. About this. You're turning into that sprinter that we talk about a lot. Right. Or the quality of the hire goes down because you're running out of time. So you end up making those bad choices. Yeah. Right? You just take anybody that'll walk through the door. So the important part is you've got to know your, your cost per hire. You got to know your per hour, what you're, what you're worth. And you got to know how many hours you're spending uh, per hire. Yeah. So know your money, how much you're worth, know how much it's taking to get them and then know, and then know what you what it's costing you to, uh, to, to bring them on board. Yeah. Yeah. Know, know your numbers. What's it cost to recruit people? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, so, so listen, we, uh, so we could talk about this one for, uh, we could talk about this one for hours, right? But there's a, there's actually a better way of handling this, isn't there? So yeah, exactly. The, uh, the, the thing that we talked about at the beginning, you know, the, the super secret surprise, um, is we're going to offer a recruiting assessment to absolutely anyone listening to the podcast. Um, if you happen to know a broker who you really think, you know, could benefit, benefit from this, by all means, you know, send them the podcast and tell them, listen, listen to this, you know, get to the end and, and, and we'll do the recruiting assessment for them as well. It doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, one of our long-term listeners. We, we love new people. So um, just send us an email at sexyrecruitingpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, just, just, you don't even have to type along. We'll just type re recruiting assessment. We'll, we'll reply back to you, um, send you a Calendly link and get that scheduled. Um, it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time, but the amount of information that you get from it is absolutely invaluable. So, yeah. um, so, so yes, by all means. And, 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 and guys, if you want to watch our, if you want to watch our podcast or listen to our podcast all in one, all in place, of course, there's, there's tons of different places to go. Um, you know, Matt gave us a little plug, go to prospectboomerang.com um, and click on the, the, the button podcast right at the top and it will, it will list absolutely all of our podcasts that we have. Um, there's also a little box down at the, at the bottom uh, where you can put in your name and your email um, and sign up for our VIP list. It is absolutely free and we'll send you recruiting tips, trips, tips, tricks, and hacks every single month, um, you know, along, along with giving you opportunities to get some, some free memberships and that kind of thing. So, um, Matt, anything else before I close this out? 
Yeah, so I just pulled up the recruiting assessment that, yep. that we reviewed with them, and it's really cool. At the bottom of the recruiting assessment at the cover on the playbook, it says every loser has an excuse and every winner has a plan. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. So guys, don't don't be a loser. If you're listening to if you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Deezer, or Spotify, make sure you hit that button and subscribe and follow follow the podcast. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit that red button at the bottom and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, also click that bell right beside of the red button that lets you get notified every single time that we put out a new episode. And uh, yeah, we, we, we can't wait to hear from you and do some, do some recruiting assessments with you and, and, and help you grow. And why is that, Matt? Because we always want to make sure you have a, a plan because we don't want you to be a loser. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to be a loser because we just want to be part of your part win. Of your win. <laughs> I just had to change it up. I'm cool with that, dude. Change it up, bro. Change it up, bro. <laughs>